Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, this is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast, and thank you guys so much for tuning in on this Monday morning. So let's just jump right in and start talking about the Bible, because that's what we're here for. (laughs) So let's go ahead and read Exodus 4, verses 24 through 31 today. As always, I will be reading out of the WEB version. Let me switch over to that, though, because right now I'm in the NIV version. (laughs) All right, hang on a second. There we go. So let's go ahead and read verses 24 through 31 of Exodus chapter 4. But of course, faithful listeners, you should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of, whatever that might be. And let me know what your guys' favorite versions of the Bible are. I personally love the WEB version, the NIV version, and the NLT version, and also the AMP version. (laughs) I switch a lot between those four particular versions of the Bible. But let's go ahead and get started and make sure to grab that cup of coffee this morning. On the way at a lodging place, Yahweh met Moses and wanted to kill him. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet. And she said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. Then she said, You are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Yahweh said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. He went and met him on God's mountain and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all of Yahweh's words with which he had sent him and all the signs with which he had instructed him. Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words which Yahweh had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed. And when they heard that Yahweh had visited the children of Israel and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. Well, that escalated quickly. (laughs) One minute Moses is being God's chosen guy to go and lead the people out of Israel. And the next minute God is coming down to Moses to kill him, (laughs) which is what we learn about in verse 24 here. And this seemingly comes from nowhere because we saw that God was talking with Moses and sending Moses and almost seemed like, you know, Moses was this chosen person to go and lead the people out of Israel. But now it says that after Moses had taken his family with him to go back to Egypt, all of a sudden they're at this lodging place and God comes to meet Moses to actually kill him. So something had gone on in between this time, whatever it might be. Most people speculate that what had happened here was that Moses had not performed the circumcision that God had told the Israelite people to perform on their sons. Zipporah was not an Israelite woman, and Zipporah was Moses' wife. Zipporah very likely thought that circumcision was a grotesque thing and didn't want to perform the circumcision on her sons. But God had commanded it of 
all Israelite children. It was something that was meant to be done. It was, in fact, a covenant towards the people to show that these people were different. Israelite people were different from all the other nations of the world. And circumcision was the way that God was showing his people being different and being called to be his people. And we learned about circumcision a long time ago. We talked about it quite a while back when we were discussing the very first covenant with Abraham back in Genesis. And I want to say that was probably in Genesis 20-ish or so, maybe earlier than that, that we were discussing the circumcision and why it was an important thing for the Israelite people to do. So basically, God confronts Moses in the strongest way possible because Moses was not obeying God with his sons. At this point, Moses probably had two sons. We know that he had one, but the Bible later on talks about another son. Perhaps it was this son that did not have the circumcision, the younger one. But one way or the other, this little boy was not circumcised, and God was upset at Moses for not obeying him. Because we see that God was already kind of irritated at Moses on the mountain. So maybe this was kind of like, you better do this, Moses, because I'm getting sick and tired of all your unbelief. But one way or the other, God comes down to confront Moses. And at this point, Zipporah gets angry and salty. So she just does the circumcision on her own. It says here that she took a knife, a flint knife, and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast the foreskin or threw it at Moses's feet. And then she says this, she says, surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me, which basically is an old fashioned way of saying you're a bloody groom. (laughs) Zipporah is likely very upset about everything that is happening here. She's mad about the entire circumcision thing. She probably didn't want to do it in the first place and maybe was very open with Moses that she didn't like the idea of circumcision. But whatever happened here, God was very clear with Moses that he wanted the circumcision complete and maybe there was some arguing happening here. Kind of, I think, almost like how Jacob was arguing with God and wrestled with God and God actually dislocated uh, Jacob's um, hip because of the fighting that was going on between Jacob and God. To me, it almost seems like the people that God chooses, he comes down to them like on their level. A lot of times he did that with Abraham. He came and visited Abraham and Abraham actually made uh, stakes for him. <laughs> and he came and visited Jacob and wrestled with Jacob. And now he's coming and visiting Moses. And maybe not wrestling with Moses, but perhaps arguing with him over this ceremonial ritual that the Israelites were supposed to complete. So anyway, Zipporah gets upset, throws the foreskin (laughs) at her husband and calls him a bloody husband. So she's clearly upset about this entire thing. And at this point, God actually leaves. He leaves Moses and Zipporah alone because even though they may not have obeyed him originally, they did in fact obey him in the harshest way possible, but they did in fact obey God. So God at this point leaves. He's no longer going to kill Moses. He no longer confronts them. He leaves because it happened. And you know, none of this really should have happened. If Moses would have just performed the ritual the way it should have been performed in a safe manner and Zipporah shouldn't have done it the way she did it either. It should never have happened that way. That was not safe. That was not cleanly. That was not good for their son. It was not good at all. 
if this never would have happened, God wouldn't have confronted Moses in the first place as harshly as God confronted Moses. Anyway, God leaves. And after this, Zipporah kind of yells at Moses. And she's just like, you bloody disgusting husband, in a sense, is kind of what she's saying to him. She says, you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision is what she says to um, Moses here. Now, we actually know from later on in the Bible, we'll learn about this later, that Moses actually sent Zipporah and his sons home at one point. They probably didn't go into Egypt with him. Moses likely sent Zipporah and his sons home, and we'll learn about that later several chapters in the future. And of course, later on, he is reunited with his his uh, wife and his sons. At this point, a lot of people think that this is when Moses sent Zipporah and the sons home. Because firstly, it was a dangerous task, everything was Moses was doing. Secondly, he didn't need to have to worry about his family with this great task that God had given him. And thirdly, he was arguing with Zipporah. <laughs> so likely Zipporah went home and stayed in Midian during all of this. And we'll learn more about that later. And she and him get reunited later on after Moses performs his big tasks. So after this, it says here in verse 27 that Yahweh says to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So we don't know if this is talking about before or after this entire situation with Moses and Zipporah here and the circumcision. It could be that Moses went home with Zipporah, took her home, and was like, you just stay here for a little bit. Perhaps that is when God told Aaron to go visit Moses on the mountain. And it was the same mountain that Moses was on before when he saw the burning bush, the mountain of Horeb, or God's mountain. So maybe when Moses returned back home with his wife to Midian, that is when Aaron visited Moses on the mountain. Or this could have happened beforehand, because it doesn't say that it didn't. This could be out of order. It could have happened several weeks beforehand when Moses was talking with God on the mountain. We don't know. But one way or the other, God tells Aaron to go visit Moses. So Aaron actually traveled out to Midian to visit Moses. And it says that he went, Aaron went, and met Moses on God's mountain, Horeb, and kissed Moses. So, of course, they knew each other. Aaron was Moses' older brother. And we know that Moses did live with his family for some time before he became a prince of Egypt. So Aaron and Moses were probably acquainted. Perhaps they didn't know each other super well, but perhaps they did have enough of a relationship that they visited each other on occasion or something like that. But it is pretty clear here that Aaron knew about Moses and Moses knew about Aaron. They weren't unknowledgeable about each other. So Aaron and Moses are embracing. They're excited to see each other again after many, many years of Moses living in Midian. And it says here that Moses and Aaron talked together about everything that God had said to Moses on that particular mountain. Moses is telling Aaron all about uh, what God said and all about the signs and the wonders that are going to happen and how they are supposed to return back to Egypt to free the people and to bring them into the desert to worship God and everything like that. And that's what they did. Moses and Aaron return to Egypt. And it says that Moses showed the people all the signs and wonders that Yahweh had performed to Moses on that mountain. And it says here that the people believed in verse 31, the people believed 
You know, Moses' fears on that mountain were completely unfounded. God had already told Moses the people were going to believe, and here they are believing. The people did, in fact, believe, and Moses had no reason to make that excuse or to be afraid or to doubt God. (laughs) But anyway, the people, it says, believed in verse 31, and when they heard that Yahweh had visited Moses and the children of Israel, and that he had heard their affliction and seen how upset they were and how their taskmasters were treating them and just all that terrible stuff. It says that they were happy and they worshipped God. And that is the end of this particular chapter of Exodus chapter 4. So join me tomorrow for an episode out of the New Testament. And we will be talking about Matthew chapter 26. We're going to start getting into some pretty heavy stuff in Matthew here as we start learning about Jesus's uh, crucifixion and resurrection. And that is coming up in the next couple chapters or so. So join me tomorrow to discuss some of that stuff. But friends and faithful listeners, I hope that you are blessed. And I am praying for each and every one of you guys. That is something new that I have been doing. I've been trying to pray before every single episode about all of you guys. And um, yes, I should have been doing that a long time ago. (laughs) And I did do it on occasion, but I am trying to remember to do it every single day before I start an episode and even sometimes during the episode. But I do have one announcement before we uh, conclude here is the podcast episodes are actually available now on my website. So you can go to www.p40ministries.com slash listen, I believe. And you can look at every single podcast episode that P40 Ministries has done and the new ones that are coming out. So if you ever miss an episode or if you want to share the episodes with somebody, you can just share them my website. It's pretty convenient and pretty easy. And I will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at that. But friends and faithful listeners, have a blessed Monday afternoon. Happy listening and God bless. Oh, 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 oh,